Hey, welcome to my basement, everybody. I'm joined here by my good friend and gaming compatriot, Scott Jones. How you doing, pal? I'm doing okay, my friend. I'm doing okay. Happy April to you. Holy how, crap, how you, it's April. How'd you spend your April Fools this year? The usual? Uh, I was... Cheesecake uh, Factory, Glass of Chablis? No, I think I was uh, I was shooting. I was in Toronto over the weekend um, okay. doing a bunch of stuff what for the CBS. What were you doing there now? Tell yeah, me everything. I was w w with uh, Elias Tufexis and... Uh, Who's that again? He is. The, he's the host. He was on our show like three weeks ago. Shit. He's the host of the Canadian Video Game Awards, really? the fourth annual Canadian Video Game Awards. Go ahead and spell his last name for everyone at home. Uh, T-O-U-F-E-X-I-S. Notice that. Write that down, everybody. That is the word of the day. Tufexis. Yeah, and I met... Tufexis. There'll be a quiz later. I met his kids. Oh, yeah? I hung out at his place. What are they like? Do they talk like him? They're wonderful. Dad, his little His little girl, Isabella. Isabella, I'm going to say it like that. Uh, is delightful. She gave me a big hug. We opened the door and she says, hi guys. She's so cute. Really oh, liked her. That's a great story. And I met her little, uh, his little son as well. I forgot his son's name though. Apparently but, he didn't really register as well, much he's, as Well, he's very about. young, so okay. I've, I've forgotten his name, but he's, right. he was wonderful as well. These are all well. heartwarming stories. And Michelle, his wife. My cockles are warm. <laughs> are they all coming out for this uh, yes, they are. Video Game Awards, the whole family? And we may see them. We may see Elias Tufex's family at the CVAs in some fashion, some form or fashion as part of the show. Why don't we uh, have Isabel on the podcast when they're in town? Yeah, that would be awesome. Is that going to happen? She would knock us dead. She's so fantastic. Uh, but I, I had a really good trip, and then I went to uh, Ubisoft Toronto for some stuff, which you'll see on the show pretty soon about Splinter Cell Blacklist. Uh, and I met with some folks, had some... Uh, uh, some good lunches with some friends from the video game community. Yeah, last time you were in Toronto, though, you had uh, you suffered from something called heat miseritis. Remember, you were walking oh, yeah. around outside and your face. Oh yeah, no, red. it was winter. It it seriously started snowing, and I kept oh, getting uh, pictures and and tweets and uh, everybody just bragging about how beautiful it was in Vancouver. And it was it was summer basically on the weekend out there. It was like there. 75 degrees here. <laughs> it was, yeah, but it was freezing out there. I was I w I'm such a wimp. I don't know Celsius. Yeah, I, I know yeah, you are. I'm such a wimp out there. Put on an extra layer. I had layers. Enjoy. I, I had layers, and I was like crying the second. Put on I, your flannel. I, I'd go out into the cold from the hotel, and and the minute I left the hotel doors, I'd say, "Why the hell am I outside?" You know what <laughs> helps? Just go back up to my hotel room. Just Grow some facial hair and start chopping wood. That'll I know. That's, warm you right up. That's real Canada out there. We're in fake Canada in Vancouver, I think. Listen, I want to do something. Yeah. Uh, on the, well, first of all, I just want to say hello to everybody. And if you haven't purchased your tickets for the Canadian Video Game Awards, you should do so after today's podcast. Yeah, it's like 30 bucks. It's ridiculous. What? You get to meet all the people from the video game community. Like, who can I meet there? Who can I meet? Can I meet? Uh, well, there's going to be people from Bioware there, from okay. IDOS Montreal, okay. from uh, Ubisoft, okay. from EA, okay. uh, lots of indie developers, the Capybara uh, people are coming. Uh, you know, like it's very well supported by the video game community. And then we're going to have a lot of actors from the uh, the video game scene. Mark Meir, who plays uh, uh, Commander Shepard, is going to be yes. there. Fem Shep, Jennifer Hale is going to be there. What David Hayter is going to be what there. What about no Notch? Uh, Notch probably won't be there this year, but he he would be a great guest in a future what about edition. Lou Ferrigno? Lou Ferrigno, I don't think, is going to be there this year. 
But who knows? Maybe uh, Stan Lee might show up. What about or... the guy who played Boss Hogg on Dukes of Hazard? I don't know if he's with us anymore. Yeah, Is that yeah. who you would want? <laughs> I don't know. What about <laughs> Roscoe P. Coltrane? Nobody I want somebody dressed up as about. Tiki from uh, Buck Rogers to okay. show up. I like that. I okay. fully approve of that. Now, listen, I want to do something on the show today down here in the basement that we've never done before, and that oh. is a live audible unboxing yeah we're, we're just an audio show what are you yeah, doing i have the ultimate songbird edition yeah. of bioshock well, Infinite. Let, well, me what are you gonna, let me just grab it are you gonna what you're gonna like voice sort of talk us through this thing and and like paint a picture with your your luscious okay beautiful i have words. it in my hands here what are you I, gonna do i know that you're salivating yeah come on this I'm, is ridiculous i am releasing Oh, yes. You, you could have anything in your hands. This nope, is bullshit. This is, you're, you're on Google right oh now God, looking look at, at a picture of what the Songbird Edition looks oh, you're like. You're sitting right across from me. You're salivating because you don't have one of these. I know. And I do. I know. Now, listen, this, this comes is bullshit. Where's my Songbird Edition? This. this comes with the game. Yes. And it's got something that's called Murder of Crows. Maybe this is something I could I think eat. that's a harmonica. <laughs> it looks a, like a harmonica. a harmonica. No, this is a uh, some sort of keychain that I can attach keys to. And this will, sure, this will get me into... Some probably fancy clubs here in Vancouver. Maybe right. Ladies want to meet me and look at my keychain. That's awesome. Uh, and I got the game itself. And uh, it says you can download your own soundtrack. So there's a download code in here. Oh, so amazing I, music I can in get that the game. Soundtrack, so That's great. Old time scratchy music, all the scratchy music you want. Uh, let's see what else I, I got like the in Beach here. Boys number over the credits. Uh, what about the Tears for Fears song? Yes. Everybody, can I say that, or do we have to pay a royalty? Uh, I think you can say that, Wants unless Tears for Fears is listening. Hello, the... Tears for Fears, we love you. Yeah, there's an upgrade pack in here. Something you get some extra extra shit. You get Bull Rush, and some extra audio logs, and something called Betrayer. I don't know. If I, I want I'm, that. I'm I'm sure Irrational is so happy that you're calling it extra shit. <laughs> okay, and then I get a special <laughs> card here of a devil. Riding on the back of a little boy. I'm not okay. making this up. Look at that. All right. Yeah. I don't know what the yeah. hell that is. What, what, yeah. what do you do with you this want, shit? You you're, frame that. Now, why do I that. have this? This is the funny thing, because you're the one who likes this shit. I don't even Well, you shit. wanted something to put on your toy shelf. Okay. I gave him one shelf in the basement. Everything there, else is my stuff. There is an art book in here. There's, oh, there's, there so you, you know, go. My Friday night and my Saturday night, don't fucking call me. I'll be home <laughs> looking at my Bioshock Infinite art book. The question is, is how long will those pages remain? unsticky oh come on why do you have to make I, it I, weird? We're yeah, not even I, you might be yet. eating over it that's Look what i'm this. thinking i got this okay Betterman's what's that auto body is something called the handyman now, let me open i this. think that's a harmonica Nope, nope. It's a tiny little shitty handyman figure. Look at that. You probably just got Whoa, that is, look at how small that is. You want that? That's tiny. What are you going to do with My that? My Batman figure would just step on that tiny little well, handyman figure. Fit it in your what do you butt? do with that? You can put it right in That's your That's like butt. a butt plug. That's not even a figure. <laughs> so, so the uh, Ultimate Songbird Edition comes with a butt plug. Yeah. Now this is the coup de grace. Yeah. That I, is see, the, that's uh, for me. That's no. what you're giving to me, the big songbird. Yeah, you can have this. What am I going to do with it? You don't want right? the songbird? Oh, shit. Well, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. you're breaking it. No, no, no. That's It's just not assembled. There's You got to do a little assembly. I oh, my this God. Thing came all assembled. So much disrespect how, how, for Dick, the plastic. I don't know how to treat these dolls. I don't know they're what to do with figures them. figures and they're statues. They're not dolls. This is a doll that I can play with. Actually, when I'm you home? know what? We're not going to be gender centric here. They can be dolls. I'm, Screw I'm, that. Okay, so now I've got the art book and I've got my sound. I can look at the art book. I can put this. Uh, uh, doll up on a shelf yeah 
I can I can listen to the soundtrack. I mean, I've got my weekends planned. So that's 360 degree Bioshock Infinite right Look there. Look at that. Is that's that, amazing. Does that thing scare you? Yes. Now listen, He's I know He's fantastic you, in the game. I've finished the game, and the, the way that you beat him is you have to press XXAXX. Oh, and the then, Konami code. Then there's a, uh, there's a secret button on oh. the 360 called the Z button. If oh. you press that, boom, this boom. thing's dead. Songbird so gone. Press that, Songbird is dead. And uh, that How much us, was that? Because you, you bought it. How much was I didn't it? Buy it? Yeah, no, how much was it? That was not no, sent to you. No. Because 2K no. doesn't like us enough to send us collector's editions. A but, friend, I had to call in a favor. A friend of mine got it for me. Oh. He pulled some strings, and uh, I went and I picked it up. It's 150 bucks. But wow. I look at these things wow. on eBay, and they are going upwards of about 160 bucks right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I know why you bought it. The game is uh, a moment in the uh, in the annals of video game it history. Is. You and I are actually going to uh, do a little uh, second opinion. This is a game we're going to be talking about for yep. a long time. Yep. And uh, I've, I've got some strange thoughts on the game. I haven't been able to play a lot yet because I, went, I was away this weekend. Yeah, I've finished you know? it. I know you still got to get around and Yeah, I got to get into songbird. it. I'm looking forward to it. I already to... told you how to beat the songbird. X, Yeah, X, that, and see that you should have said Spoiler alert before you said that. And then X and then the Z, secret Z button. <laughs> and then the songbird is dead. Okay, well, so we're not going to review it or talk about it yet. I'm, I'm really enjoying what I've played so far, um, but I need to play a whole lot more. It does feel, I will say that it does feel like it's just saturated with detail. And then I'm just, just killing everybody. And it just seems like chaos yep. with all of this beauty all over the place. Chaos uh, and Beauty, just like my first marriage. Yeah, Chaos and Beauty. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was the title of your book of your chapbook of poems, I think, in college that you wrote. But I do love Chaos. the discussion that's happening. Yeah. I mean, I'm reading everybody's tweets and I've, uh, you know, seen the 10 out of 10 scores and and uh, people congratulating, uh, you know, Rod Ferguson and Ken Levine and all the people out there that worked their butts off to build this thing. And I love all of that. Um, and it's it's especially poignant to see that love and admiration. Still unboxing, sorry. Yeah, just make as much noise as you can. Just while you're talking. Yeah, when I talk just while I'm talking, right? Yeah, when you when going. I when it's your turn, you'll be very quiet. I know. <laughs> yeah. But it's especially poignant that there is this much love for this game this week. Well, what the fuck else are we going to love, honestly? What do we have to love? What else is there? What do we have? Look at April. Look at May. We've got nothing now. Super Stickman Golf Two. That's all I have. There's lots of things to love out there, man. Spring break. No, but. Uh, it's especially poignant because LucasArts has just been closed down by Disney. Oh, wait a second. Are you kidding me? It, well, that's what we heard today as we're recording this thing. So LucasArts, the company that made all the Star Wars games, all... Yes. Maybe the four good ones and then all the shitty ones, they closed. Well, I mean, they've had a lot of hits and misses at that studio. Nobody's going to deny that. But the, the thing that I think LucasArts really uh, kind of symbolizes is the uh, the early days of the video game industry and George Lucas's kind of uh, desire to kind of strike out with uh, some digital innovation in this field and give all Not kinds really. of creative he people really supported the, the game he side. didn't personally right but he understood that there was an audience for it I'm sure that as they were building Star Wars movies he saw a lot of his crew playing pong and space invaders and pac-man and all that stuff George doesn't give a shit about video games. He doesn't really, no, he doesn't. But he understands computers, and he founded Pixar, <laughs> and he loves uh, the idea of, of uh, nonlinear sort of computer entertainment and uh, using nonlinear kind of uh, facets of storytelling and stuff. He, he liked 
the the digital freedom that computers allowed. And I think he respects video games, even if he doesn't really play them or, you know, isn't a fan of them. Uh, but whatever the case is, what he did with LucasArts and was Lucasfilm Games when it began is he created a, a company that was not afraid to take some pretty enormous risks. I remember playing like Ballblazer and, and some of the early, early Lucasfilm games on my Atari computer and just awesome stuff, man. And, it, you know, a lot of the early stuff, including all the, the scum-based adventure games that Ron Gilbert and Tim Schafer are uh, celebrated for, were just really unique and very different from all of the other entertainment that was out there. And that was the stuff that I think, Sorry. I think that's what hurts the most when you think about LucasArts closing. It's not so much what they did or didn't do with the Star Wars or Indiana Jones franchise. It's, it's that a lot of great people uh, came through that studio and through those doors. And I'll tell you, for me personally, uh, LucasArts, meant a lot for EP traveling to a studio and, you know, being at Skywalker Ranch and being in, in Marin when, where they were kind of first set up and, and uh, meeting all of these people. And they would act like goofballs in the segments that we would come up, uh, up with, you know, whether we put lightsabers in their hands or blasters or whatever. Everybody wanted to play. Uh, and they were just really open uh, and creative and, and supportive individuals and I have so many great memories and it's really hard for you me to just share one with us will you well I mean our, my first trip to LucasArts okay. we had an effects paint, shot where paint the uh, picture paint the picture tell me what did we well, this we, is when you were sleeping in the van still yeah right? we, we, the, the way that we started EP is a bunch of us would pile in a, a, a camera operator uh, maybe a, a director myself uh, Tommy would usually fly up or who, meet us who? from uh, Tommy was our host on EP back in the day and uh, so we would just kind of roll up. And what we would do is we would start with a, a road trip from Vancouver with our equipment and our people. And we would just hit a bunch of studios along the way. So I, I remember our first trip to LucasArts. I'd probably only been to about six or seven game companies, including Atari and, and uh, uh, IDOS to talk about Tomb Raider. Uh, but we rolled up to LucasArts and I was completely nervous and freaked out because this is the home that Star Wars built and I'm such a Star Wars nerd and there's Star Wars paraphernalia all over the place the second you come in. And we were talking about one of the uh, first Star Wars RTS games and Tom Byron, I think, who went on to have a career in editorial and he's done a bunch of different things, uh, but he was the product manager or something. He was talking about the game back then. And we wanted to set up this kind of holographic thing inside of what their boardroom and make it look like we were in a spaceship and the windows were going to have all kinds of X-Wings and TIE fighters flying past. And they just said, OK, sure. We had never done any of this stuff at all. We hadn't, we hadn't done it for the show, but we just kind of uh, knew that we were going to bring this footage back. And, and we had Tom and, and Tommy. Actually, I think it was me. I think it was me and we were looking at this holographic map and we were supposed to be flying inside of the spaceship and then it hits hyperspace. And everybody just played along and said, okay, yeah, we'll let you crazy idiots just do whatever you want to do. And Wait a second. You've been doing this show for so long, you don't even remember if you were in some of these segments? Yeah. Is that what you're I telling me? That, I guess that's what comes up. Yeah, but especially the Star Wars ones, because we worked with Tommy, we worked with Jeff. Jade's first uh, trip with, with EP, we actually had a Star Wars thing where she was walking along the beach in uh, San Francisco with a bunch of clone troopers. And she was interviewing Matt Shell, and you know they had to pretend like it was just a, a family outing with some clone troopers. Jeff got uh, into the fray in our Battlefield uh, Star Wars Battlefield one and two uh, segments uh, with the with the guys from Pandemic and the people from LucasArts, and 
you know, we had all kinds of blasters and walkers and everything like that falling and dying. God, so many great memories. Now, if you've never seen this footage... Uh, We're going to collect a lot of it and, and yeah. put it on the site and put it into the show as Everybody's well. Everybody's going to get a chance to revisit some of Vic's favorite EP moments from LucasArts through the years. Yeah. And I think that's wonderful. I've seen most of these segments... And uh, you guys really did uh, go above and beyond to deliver something special and to get that kind of cooperation from LucasArts, amazing. Yeah, you know, and I think LucasArts uh, really leveraged on the love for these properties with the people that they hired and brought into the company. Um, and, I, you know, I, I heard third hand or second hand or directly from sources that it wasn't the, a game studio that really was competitive with the rest of the other uh, companies in the industry. They really kind of understood that people wanted that credit and wanted to work there and wanted to work on these properties. So they took care of them in, in you know, maybe like a good health plan or something like that, a good medical plan or something, but not so much in salaries. But people wanted to work there and lots of incredible people uh, put their thumbprint on some incredible games, you know, and... Uh, yeah, it's just it's really difficult to just think that it's it's a, this this seminal important brand, not just because it's Star Wars, but a, like a like a pillar in video games is just snuffed out like that instead of. And, you know, the, the official word hasn't really come yet from Disney, but it feels like for me, the right thing to do, even if you're making a big dramatic shift, is to still somehow preserve the foundation of that brand and maybe relocate it to Los Angeles or something or tie it to whatever J.J. Abrams is working on for the new Star Wars. But just to kill a brand like that just yeah. seems so dramatic and, and uh, I don't know, awful, just awful news, and, and especially in this really sort of tumultuous time in the industry. It is, you know, uh, and I let you have your moment. And yeah. I agree that this is a huge part of the incredible success you've had for a long time. Yeah. But I feel like LucasArts has been this dog that's been sick and wounded for years, right. limping around. And I'm, to be honest with you, I'm kind of glad that it's out of its misery now. I'm glad well, that somebody yeah, put it down because I can count on not only one hand, but on two fingers, the number of good games that came out of that place. No, that, that's bullshit. They've had lots of good games. No, not recently. Not in the last 10 years. I, they I made mean, a lot of shit. Force Unleashed 2 was a good bellwether of major problems over there. They foisted a lot of shit on people. They put Star Wars on boxes, and people went out and bought this stuff until we finally got hit in the nose enough times to know better. And this 1313, I got to tell you, I was not excited for. Yeah. When I saw it at E3, it looked really janky and jangly. Everybody was you know, trying to sort of... Trying to, trying to give us the hype treatment, and I wasn't falling for it. I don't think a lot of the people who've been in this industry for a long time were falling for it. We've been burned so many times by LucasArts. I mean, I love The Force Unleashed as much as, as, much as I've loved anything in my entire career, but that is the you know one of the only standouts in a long string of flops and failures and disappointments and bullshit. Well, and I'll tell you this, it is true that a lot of the best work that came through LucasArts was in partnership with other teams, like the collective working on Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Pandemic. Tomb, Pandemic, uh, Factor Five. Um, but internally, oh, actually, you know, totally awesome games or whatever that did the TIE Fighter series and the X-Wing series, those guys were external as well. Uh, but internally, there was absolutely some really key creative people. And, and I think a lot of it, you can, the shift at LucasArts and their sort of, um, I don't know, 
a shift happened when Hayden Blackman left yep. the studio. Loved Hayden. Hayden was a guy that we would visit with, well, right from, I think, the very beginning of, of Electric Playground. He would always be there. He was in tons of our segments and our interviews along the I way. we had dinner with him once yep. in L.A., and it was one of the best dinners I've ever had in my life. Yeah. but He's, He was so great. He was so candid about all of the work that they put into The Force Unleashed and what they were trying to do. Yeah. And, uh, and, then, and then once he was gone, the studio has just been kind of teetering ever since. And, and it just- There's, there's it been a lot of rumors confused. that EA was gonna buy it or they were gonna sell off the whole but thing. But it reminds or... me of the Aliens thing that we just went through with, uh, with, with you know- Gearbox. With Gearbox. Yeah. And it's like, you know, here's the template. The art's already done. The characters are done. The worlds are done. You don't even have to invent that stuff. Just make the game just as an extension of all of these things and nobody could really do it very well yeah. you know they always seem to botch it they always seem to fumble it they always seem to you know the whole thing kind of fell apart and and i don't understand why yeah i don't understand why there aren't more it's awesome i, I mean it's kind of true that the best probably the best realization in an arcade sense of the star wars vibe is a lego star wars game well, I love Dark Forces, man. I love the the first and second Dark Forces a lot. Yeah. I fell off the bandwagon with the Jedi games, but Kyle Katarn was never my favorite. But the first one. Yeah. Yeah. But I still loved being but, able yeah, to mean, walk through the Death Star and shoot at stormtroopers, and that was something I'd always wanted to do. That was a moment, you know. They was, never really got the full potential of what they could do with this, and I think you know, Disney isn't shutting down making Star Wars games for sure. But what they're saying, or what we're hearing, is that the way that LucasArts has made Star Wars games, that era is done. You know, so however uh, Disney kind of picks up the baton, you know, and frankly, I think the studio was it was wasn't really uh, granted any favors with the you know the the sort of love hate relationship that fans had with the episode one through three you know as soon as those movies came out i think yeah. a lot of people internally at, at uh, lucasarts lost their love for star wars you picked your side yeah right? yeah and a lot of fans kind of fell out of favor with it and and so suddenly uh the shift in focus and maybe that's what sp spurred on the lego star wars uh concept was was to appeal to a, a younger crowd and to just make the, the stuff for kids which you know some of us older star wars fans weren't too pleased about that's why games like force unleashed really stood out yeah because it was finally like a mature a more adult realization of star wars and that's yeah. that's really what we wanted and uh i just feel like what disney did is they they identified a window in their company that was open with cash was blowing out of it and they just closed the the window where the yeah. cash was blowing out of and that's yeah. what 1313 felt like to me just like cash flying everywhere just i mean i remember at e3 they were showing more video footage of people sitting at computers with their hands on mouses or mice yeah. rather than showing the game itself you know and even the gameplay that was there it just looked like cg bs man i, I don't know maybe it was going to be awesome well, who and, knows and maybe we have come out. I, I mean remember the indiana jones demo that they did oh my we, God, we, we had a, that too now we had a, fucking pissed I we had a lot indiana of skepticism jones. and i think oh, they fuck. They were they were acutely aware of that the LucasArts people that we were meeting with to show us all of that fuck stuff. Fuck up that Indiana Jones game. Release yeah. that fucking game. Yeah, yeah. And then release they, that game. They did that that terrible Wii game with behavior. Oh my god. Yeah. We should have put this dog down a long time ago. Well, 
Yeah, I don't know what happened, but it's sad. I got to tell you, because it is sad because I we mean, need some good news. Everybody, we're coming off GDC. Everybody was all high. Everybody's all excited. You know, we're reading the tweets. We're reading all the reports. We're watching Jose's coverage on EP and everybody was having a good time. A lot of backslapping, a lot of what's our answers? Where are we going next? This is a great turnaround year for us. And the week after GDC, we get this news and we're it's kind of like a you know, morning after kind it's of wake up. Punch, man. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I forgot. We're still yeah. in a little bit of trouble. I mean, this here. hurts a lot more than THQ oh. closing doors does. You know, I mean, yeah. it's uh, it's a big thing. And, you know, this. there's a lot of conjecture. There's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of talk about the change in the business. I mean, John Riccatello is stepping down and uh, free to play as a model rising up and stuff like that. There's people just up in arms and... and uh, you know, people wanting to sort of create consumer advocacy groups and you know, go up against Gearbox and sue them for making a bad game and stuff. Uh, it's, you know, this is really, I've been covering games for so long, I've never seen the industry so frenetic, uh, so frazzled, so wild. Um, but, you know, I know deep in my heart that, that this is all going to lead to some really amazing should we innovation. go to law school? You wanna, should we no, I go think, to business school? I think it's, it's, apply a, at least. Just it's like a safety as a backup. <laughs> I think it's a reassessment. It's a, it's a, it's a kind of a revisit. I was just at, uh, at UB Toronto and, and uh, they're obviously invested heavily in Splinter Cell Blacklist. And Jade's been on the record a little bit of the Jade Raymond, who runs the studio there, a little on the record about her belief in AAA and that it's very important that uh, the investments go out there. But obviously, um, the the sort of midline AAA or you know AAA type investments are going to have the toughest time. There's going to be fewer and fewer games that can rise above the noise and uh, at a higher price point bring the audiences to them. Um, but I think that there's still a big valuable component of the industry. It's just they're just a sector of the business, and I think there's going to be a, you know a lot more titles and a lot more risks and a lot more variety at the smaller levels with much smaller teams out there. You know what we should do at the CBAs and at Fan Expo this year? We should solve this problem. You and I should okay. just, we'll get on stage, right. we'll, we'll just, we'll have a giant whiteboard, yeah. right? And we'll just, we'll do a flow chart. We'll do a pros and cons, all right? Well, you and I will figure this out. Okay, we well, will I'll say save this. this industry. I can't wait to do that. And, it's, and it, you're right, it should be you and I saving this industry and just being the right two dudes to do we this. We are the right dudes for the job. Now, listen, <laughs> now, I don't want this whole thing to feel too down today. No, well, this is know? the thing. Like, I, I, I want to put this out to everybody that's listening. Please comment on this page, on the on the, uh, the, the VicsBasement.com page below, and we'll read all of this stuff. Um, and we'll talk about it next week. But what are your thoughts on LucasArts? What are your thoughts on the current state what of the video game industry? What are your thoughts on David Hayter not being in the new Yeah, what are your gear? thoughts on David Hayter? There's another thing to get sour on. But, uh, you know, what's going on in games? Uh, what's exciting you? What's freaking you out? Uh, and, and what do you think uh, we can do to fix it? Okay. And then Scott and I will take the stage we'll, we'll at the Canadian it. Video Game Awards and we'll tell everybody Lift what to do. Lift the hood on yeah. this industry. We'll, we'll, we'll get under say, there. We'll roll up our sleeves with our tools. Fucking hey, fixed. Hey, listen. Yves Guillemont. Yeah. Hey, Larry Probst. Hey, Larry Probst. Listen, now, <laughs> I, I've got a... We've, we got, every now and then I'll get these emails from uh, our, one of our producers here. He'll forward them to me yeah. and I'm going to read one now. And okay. It's from a guy. Uh, he, he says he lives just outside of Toronto. His name is Samuel Cargill. Okay. He says, hi, my name is Samuel Cargill. I'm 14. I yep. live just outside of Toronto. I'm not sure how you can help me with this, but 
Within an hour of sending this, I was tricked by a player on NHL 13 to trade my four best players and I got nothing in return. He lured oh. me in by telling me about this trading glitch and judging by how good his team was, I believed him. I lost Patrick Marlowe, now forgive me if I mispronounce these names. Yeah. Jonathan Quick, Mike Richards, and Vincent Lecalvalier. Okay, so he had... Uh... I spent around $120 just on Microsoft points to make just on Microsoft points to buy card packs to make my team better. And Holy I was just shit. starting to have a good team until this happened. And then I he, thought you were going to give us some good news to then, end no, the show no, with. No, shush. Okay. And then he makes this little, like uh, I, like one of these, what do they call the emoticons, where it has a little two eyes and then a tear and, and, and a frown. Yeah. I'm just hoping that there's some way of catching this guy or advice or just anything to help. And then he adds another emoticon. This is two in the same post. And this is just a frown. This one's just a plain frown. Yeah. Thank you for reading and hopefully helping. Sincerely, your friend, Samuel. He's got to contact EA. And <laughs> I, like, honestly, please, someone at EA, Why? get in touch with us and help Why? this kid he's, out. It sounds like he fell for something that was pretty obvious. He's 13. He's 14. He's 14. That, yeah, I mean, that's when you fall 14. for shit. No. That's like, people fool you when you're 14. How many times did you get fooled when you were 14? Zero. Right. Exactly. Bullshit. I had hot yeah. ladies. I already had my yeah. learner's permit. I yeah. was buying beer for my you friends. You were driving at 14. I was fucking savvy. That's I was awesome. not trading Patrick Marlowe, Jonathan Quick, Mike Richards, and Vincent Lacavillier. No, this is, there's all kinds of ridiculous, pernicious scumbag stuff on there. Points. I mean, that's your first thing, though. You got to look at how much you're spending on some of this stuff. Your you, hobby shouldn't cost that much, I yeah, think. Sam, right? do you have a job? Are you yeah. working? Because you should be gainfully employed. You can work. I mean, that's more than the cards. When when I was a kid, we, everybody bought hockey cards and they would trade them and play them. They they'd fling them at each other. That's way more money than people would spend on the, those actual physical cards back in the day. So listen, what should we say to Samuel? What, what he message needs to contact to, EA. No, but give him a little hope. Tell him, give him something, give him something, a little life lesson. You're good at this. Whenever I'm down, you always, you always help me out. All right. The, uh, the life lesson here is uh, be cognizant of how much uh, money and time you are investing in mm -hmm. pursuits like this. I love it. Uh, you take away a lesson from here to not necessarily distrust people. Uh, people but, are good. But yeah, people are really good, you know, and most, most people wouldn't do something so scumbaggy. But be cognizant of, uh, uh, you know, how much of you you are giving away uh, when you interact with other people like that. And, when, and also when you're, when you're uh, buying um, virtual goods like that, you know? I think he should just fix himself a big cheese sandwich and watch some porno. And okay. he's going to feel better. That's a good thing for 14. I'm better, sure his Samuel. mom and dad are really happy that you recommended that. His mom and dad's not listening. Right. This is, that's this my is just advice. for Sean. Yeah. A big, big cheese, cheese sandwich, sandwich and some porno. A little bit of mustard. That sounds like a 30-year-old, uh, 35-year-old <laughs> Scott Jones. Kind of a bit of advice right there. No, that's for everyone. <laughs> that like, if anybody's having a bad every day, age. cheese sandwich. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got weird at the end. I was hoping we could really, you could, you'd have, you're like the wizard in this industry. I well, thought maybe I, we'd come I to think, you and you'd be like, here, I got here, I can I, fix I, it. I think it's it's uh, it's shocking. I mean, I can see that people love all this stuff. I spend hundreds of dollars on action figures and, and T-shirts and things like that because I love all this stuff. And if you're that much of a fan of hockey and you want to have all of those players and stuff, yeah, I can see why that can become an addiction. So let me ask you it's, a question. It's a bit weird, though, Pop to quiz. blow okay. that much dough. Yeah. One of your Batmans versus my songbird. Oh, Batman. He outthinks the songbird. 
That's Fuck the songbird. That's what Batman does, man. The songbird. It's not just the muscles. Makes a sound like a train coming. Yeah. Can Batman do that? He cannot do that. No, he would no. hear. Batman would hear that with his sonic-powered uh, bat. And he would shit his bat suit. No, he, he would, would have. Run away. He would have a sonic. He no. would have a songbird trap, uh, electrified chainmail fence of some kind. What if? And then he would stun him with some kind of gas pellet. What if? And then, uh, <laughs> and then he would uh, blast him into the sun with his bat rocket. And then he would change back into Bruce Wayne, and he'd take Elizabeth out on a date. That's right. Yeah, champagne from all, my all done. My sports car. Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. We need uh, some good news next week, people. Yeah, somebody make some something good happen yes. this week and let us know about it, yeah. okay? Well, something great is coming with the CVAs. That will be a fantastic evening. Yep, that will be. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cheese sandwiches. <laughs> and porn. Got weird at the end. Hey, listen, if you want to uh, subscribe on iTunes, please do. Yeah. Uh, and feel free to rate us and tell people about it. And you can also comment below and hey, we are going to pay Dead attention. comes out today. And Evil Dead comes out today. Yeah, we haven't seen it yet when we recorded this. Yes. So we can't tell you if you should see it. I, that's what I love about our job. Something cool and different and fun, hopefully fun, comes out every week. That's right, my friend. Yes. All right. That's but it for the basement. there's only one Songbird edition. <laughs> Thanks for coming to the basement. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.